0: Welcome to Sports Rivals with Monty and Ernie. Lively entertaining banter on sports topics you want to hear. All right, everyone, welcome to the Sports Rivals. For Ernie, I am Monty, and together, we will bring you the world of sports. But before we get started, Happy Memorial Day to everyone. And thank you so much to the men and women who have lost their lives so that we can enjoy the freedoms that we enjoy in this country. Happy Memorial Day to all of you. Now, for Ernie and I, it has been a memorial of some sort all week long. For me, I was put out of my misery on Monday with the Nuggets going to L.A., winning game four, 113-111 to sweep my Lakers. But for Ernie, there was so much hope. Miami wins, uh, Boston goes to Miami, wins game four Goes home, robs some, wins game five Goes back to Miami A last second miracle by Derek White Wins game six The expectation was It was inevitable that Boston was going to break the jinx of 150 consecutive teams To not be able to come back from 0-3 And that did not happen early on today So we're going to break down a little bit of the NBA But I do have to caution you that Ernie is really down right now. <laughs> so a... we're going to have to keep him on pace here. I've, I've, I've had enough alcohol injected yeah, into my system. Yeah, he's been... Uh, <laughs> it, it's been rough. We thought this was going to be a recording. I was on the mainland, so we're recording a day late. We thought this was going to be a celebratory uh, show. Instead, it's the opposite. But let's let's start... How about we do this, Ernie? Okay. Let's start with my Lakers first. And, sure. then, and then we'll get to, to the to the Boston Celtics. So Denver Nuggets, like I said earlier, they put out the Lakers in four straight, 113-111. The Joker made some incredible shots. LeBron played brilliant with 40 points in game four. It just was not enough. They stopped LeBron on the drive to end the game. 113-111. Denver moves on with eight days of full rest to get ready for the Mm -hmm. finals. Now, whether that's a good thing or not, we're going to see shortly. But the Denver Nuggets put on a display and showed why they were the best team in the West. It wasn't that the Lakers played terribly. I thought the Lakers played well. But the Nuggets had an answer for everything. And the Joker and Jamal Murray were just significantly better than LeBron and AD. That's just the truth. Um, And I just, at this point, and we'll break down the finals in a little bit, at this point, I just don't see anyone stopping the Nuggets barring any injury Uh, I think the Joker is going to get his due. Um, But Denver was just better. To me, they were just better. Murray hit shots. Joker was unstoppable. The Lakers were in every single game. Every game was close, but Denver found a way to win at the end of every fourth quarter. Oh, yeah. That was the Lakers' The Lakers were doing that against the Warriors and the Grizzlies. Right. But the Nuggets flip the table, sweep the
1: Lakers. Right. And, th- and that's the most important part, you know, in winning games. I mean, Miami did the same thing for in, in four games versus Boston. Boston could never win those close battles. When it came time to, you know, like, show your medal, uh, that was non-existent for the Celtics. So much for the uh, Miami Heat. And, f- like, what you said... For the Denver Nuggets, they just knew how to take it to that next level when that next level was needed, both in Jamal Murray and Jokic. Yeah, those
0: two are just, those two are amazing. I mean, Joker was unstoppable. As great as Anthony Davis has been defensively, they had no answer for the Joker. Uh, He was, I mean, there were some fourth quarters that he didn't score anything when Rui was guarding him and Anthony Davis was just playing kind of like zone defense and just patrolling the lane. But one-on-one, Joker was having his way. Uh, he averaged a triple double on his way to the MVP. So we'll get back to some of maybe the uh, what did the Lakers have to do in the offseason. Same with the Celtics later, but let's talk let's shift our focus to the east where the Celtics lose a heartbreaker today, 103 to 84. Your thoughts, I, I what I want to get from Ernie is because for me on Monday night I was done. You know so the Lakers losing in four it was sad but it was hey they're the better team yeah on Ernie's side I think I gotta ask is it worse that the Celtics won three straight games only to lose game seven at home your thoughts and your emotions of the week this week as the Celtics work their way back into this situation, with the inevitable Game 7 victory not happening. What were your thoughts? Yeah,
1: I didn't want them to be swept. I mean, that was first and foremost. I mean, it would to me, it would have been more devastating if they got swept. I think there would have been drastic changes if that happened. With all that said, I think it would have been better if they finished it off in five <laughs> versus this seven. I mean, I went off the air, I was talking to Monty in regards. So I was on YouTube last night looking over all these pregame shows, and I was... I was optimistically, I mean, cautiously optimistic, but man, there was a lot of Celtic fans out there that was saying this is going to be a blow, And I was, you know, chatting back and forth with them saying that, hey, we should have lost game six and uh, the Celtics still haven't figured out the solution to Caleb Martin. You know, and and to the extent, they're role players. Butler and Adebayo did not have a good game. If they even played a little bit better, that could have been that one or two point difference that put, you know, that game six out of reach. Uh, Today, Butler didn't have a great game, but he had a decent game. Uh, And that was just enough. That compiled with Tatum getting hurt in the first 30 seconds of the game, he was a shell of himself. Put all the burden on Jalen Brown uh, to be the, the scorer of the game. Backfired immensely. I mean, he, I think when Spolstra saw that, uh, you know, they're going to run the offense through Brown, all he did was uh, switch the double teams away from Jason Tatum, concentrate on Jalen Brown. You got turnovers there. Derek White did the best he could. To produce offense. He was the high point man for the Celtics. But just not enough. He just, you know...
0: I mean, statistically, they were 21% from three after shooting 40% in the three victories. Yeah. And that's the telltale. Uh, that the Celtics shoot 40%, they're like unbeatable. When they shoot under 40%, they're, they're human. When and you shoot 21%, you're in trouble.
1: And it shouldn't be that way because, you know what? If this gets out next season, I mean, that's all they're going to do. They're going to defend the perimeter. And they're going to make you beat, uh, you know, try to make you beat them from the inside. And if you got good presence in the middle, you know, good rim protection, that's going to be very difficult. So, I don't know. Uh, try to answer your question. Is it better? Uh, I don't feel better. I yeah. feel. I feel.
0: I see. I think that's the thing. And I, and I think this is where you guys, you know, that are listening to the podcast, you guys can share kind of your thoughts on Twitter at Sports Rivals Podcast. Uh, on IG and Facebook, Sports Drivers Pod on Twitter, what you think is better, because we're in two different places. Last week when we recorded, we were both down 3-0. We lost on Monday. I was a little disappointed, but I was like, ah, it's okay. Ernie, I think they won three straight. I think all of Boston just thought that the inevitable was going to happen. And sometimes when that occurs, it becomes even more painful. So by looking at Ernie's face right now, and I know this is raw, I was better off losing four straight than he was (laughs) losing in in seven because it is the, the... When you lose in seven, it becomes what if this, what if that, what if this, what if... Exactly. For me, it was Denver was better. We were in every game, but Denver found a way to win every game. Tip your cap. They're better. Congratulations, Denver. Good luck in the finals. But for Ernie, there's what if this, what if that, what if this. Could we have done this? Could we have done that? And I think everyone in the world especially vegas agrees that boston was quote-unquote supposed to be the better team they were favored in all seven games miami was not favored in any of the seven games boston was favored in all of them and even down 3-0 boston still had a 60 percent chance of winning the series so i think the world expected boston to be the better team it just kind of didn't happen and uh and I feel for my man, Ernie. Yeah, I mean... We it, drank some wine with dinner. I, I made him steak tonight to try to <laughs> soften. He made this unbelievable Oreo chocolate cheesecake. It was it was supposed to be a celebratory cheesecake for the Celtics. It turned into a, a, a sorrow-ridden cheesecake. But, man, it was fantastic. Uh, and now we're working our way through the, uh, to, to the whiskey. <laughs>
1: yep, yep. It, 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 it's actually to that point, but... Uh, you know, congratulations to the Heat. I mean, I just got a, I got a different level of respect for Spolstra. I mean, not that I hate Missoula. I, again, I'm trying to put this in perspective, and I don't want to make any sudden jerky decisions. You mentioned off the air that you think that he saved his job. I'm under the impression that... There, someone's gonna have to pay for yeah. this.
0: And I think we'll, we'll talk. We'll talk a little bit about that. But you're right. I mean, congratulations to the Heat. They did what they needed to do. And, and although it's been a lot of Jimmy Butler in this particular series, he, he started off strong, but from game three on, he was struggling. I mean, he had a brutal game six to start. He had that strong stretch down the the last two minutes to get it close. And today he was fine. He was twelve for tw- uh, twenty eight. He had seven assists, six rebounds. He scored twenty-eight points. He was good, but I think the 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 hero per se because of exceeding expectations was Caleb Martin. Gotta be Caleb. I mean, twenty-six points today. He was consistent the entire Prior seven series. games. Exactly. He was great in every single game. And like I told Ernie, uh, told Ernie last week in regards to the Lakers, if KCP and the ancillary players are going to beat the Lakers, there's nothing you can do and in this particular case you don't expect Caleb Martin to be a major piece if Jimmy Butler was the MVP Caleb Martin was second in the voting because he was great the whole series oh yeah and you don't expect to get 20 points a game out of Caleb Martin Um, but that's exactly what the heat did 26 more points today Caleb Martin wins Duncan Robinson relegated to the bench for most of the year shoots 50-plus percent shoots lights out in this series in the time that he's there Um, Miami's role players found the way to step up to win um, And they get the job done. So now we have a situation where either the Joker or Jimmy Butler are gonna win their first Championship, so let's break that down. But first you know what? Let's do this, Ernie. Let's let's break down the finals right now. It's kind of raw. Let's give our predictions for what we think is going to happen in the finals, and then we'll spend a little bit of time talking about the Lakers and the Celtics. Where do we go from here? Okay. Because there's not a whole lot to talk about in the world of sports, especially for our Celtic and Laker fans. Um, so we're gonna spend a lot a lot of time on that. So. Breaking down the finals, the series starts on Wednesday. Thursday. uh, On Thursday, that's right, on the 1st. And it's going to be Denver has the home court advantage. Um, We know what kind of an advantage they can have. Not only their fans, but playing at elevation. This is how I see it. There's no answer for Joker. Adebayo is a good defensive player, but AD is a better defensive player, and AD had no answer. So Joker's going to get his. Murray has proven that he is going to be a star. He's going to get his. So if Murray gets his, Joker gets his, even if Butler gets his, how is Miami going to find a way to win? Now, those of you listening can say, how did they find a way to beat the Celtics. Right. I mean the Celtics are prohibitive favorites. Spoelstra is a great coach, but I think Malone is a very very good coach he as is. well. He is much better and much more equipped at this point than Joe Mazzulla is, being that he has 8 years of experience with the with the Denver Nuggets. I see this as a Denver Nuggets 5 game Victory. I think it's 4-1 Denver. I think Denver will win the first two. They'll split in Miami. They'll come home. They'll win it in front of their home fans. I think the Joker is going to be the MVP. Could be Murray, but I think the Joker will be the MVP. I think he will again average a triple-double. The guy is just, when motivated like they were in, the, in these playoffs, just completely unstoppable. I like the Nuggets in five to knock off the undermanned heat.
1: What do you say? I like the Nuggets also. I just think it's going to be a lot tougher than 5. I well,
0: actually, it's in the finals it's 2-3-2. Two, two. Right. So, let's say uh, let, let me change that. Let me just say the Nuggets will win it at home in game 6. Okay. So, they'll win two, they'll Miami will win two out of the 3 in Miami. They'll find a way to win and then they'll come home and win game 6. At worst, I think the the Nuggets in 6.
1: Yeah, I'll take the I'll still take the Nuggets. I think it's going to be Nuggets in 7. I think Spokes is going to just find a way to rattle Joker in at least two or three of the games. Uh, Murray is going to come down to earth. I think Spokes is going to figure that one out. Uh, and I agree with you. I think on all facets of uh, superstar versus superstar, uh, that advantage is
0: easily going to be swinging. Denver's favorite. Even the depth, though. I mean, the Aaron Gordons, the KCPs, what? the Michael Porter Juniors, right. the, the Bruce Browns right. coming off the bench. Right. Just but, from a depth perception, right. you'd think Denver has it from that, that perspective as well. Right. But, but Spolstra... It's Spolstra. Spolstra I'm tellin- is I'm, the X Factor. I'm, I'm, I'm telling you, Spolstra is going to... He's going to find... This, this is sixth
1: finals. He's going to He's gonna find a way. Uh, you know, if, if Spolstra had... Uh, those LeBron D wade teams, I mean, he just he go knife he'd go hot knife through butter in these Well because when
0: he had them, he was just starting Starting off. out.
1: But with experience and you know They not,
0: carried him back then. Yeah. He's carrying these
1: he, teams. Uh, uh He is I'm telling you right now he, he is the best coach. What he did during the Boston series, uh, you know, playing on the margins in regards to who he puts pressure on, he sacrificed a lot. He dared Boston, you know. He basically dared Boston to uh, play out of their game. And even though he got they got beaten inside the paint dramatically in game in game uh, five, he still stuck with his game plan and he his team executed it uh, the best. He dared Boston's too worse three-point shooting games in the entire season, not just this playoffs, in the entire season were the last two games. Prior to these last two games, Boston never shot less than uh, 24%. They never shot less than nine threes in a game. Game six, although they won, they only made seven threes. And today they didn't do much better. They shot Still low. I mean he, 9 for 42. Yeah, so he they tied his their
0: previous low in regards to production from the three-point range. Yeah, I mean Spolstra, Spolstra is an, an incredible coach. I mean, he really is, you know. So, and again, this is fresh for from Ernie's perspective because he just found a way to knock off this the heavily favored Celtics. Especially today, they were eight and a half point favorites today, and they found the way uh, yeah. to that, get it done. That was and then for me, I, I think I just saw the Denver Nuggets. And although the Lakers were in every game, Denver just felt like the better team. To me, they just seem to stack up so favorably against the Heat. It's going to be a, it's going to be really incredible to see what Miami has left.
1: I'll, I'll tell you how Miami's going to attack because I've seen this. Because Boston plays. The matchup with Boston-Denver, Boston has not owned Denver, but they've had more than their fair share of victories, success versus Denver. And the way they beat Denver is they turn over Joker. Joker, because the ball goes through the Joker, he's done as playmaker. They're going to get those uh, quick guards. They're going to put it, if he plays from the top of the key, they're going to take advantage of that. Watch for Joker to have... If he has more than six turnovers a game, I don't see,
0: I don't see Denver winning those games. Yeah, I mean, if he has more than six turnovers a game, I just don't see that happening. The guy yeah, is I, I, playing I at can, a peak level I right can, now. The guy, whole playoffs, yeah. he's been dominating. Yeah, I, 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 can see it happening.
1: I can see it happening. If if Boston can do it, Miami can do it better because Miami has those types of players. Boston does. Boston was. I think third or fourth in regards to steals during the season. Yet when Boston demolished uh, Denver earlier this year, that's how they did it. They did it by getting to, into Joker's Joker's face, and he was he was frustrated. Yeah,
0: no, I mean that that's true. But again, that's just the regular season. I think what had but they have shown in the postseason so far is they they've been a machine. I mean, they offensively they've been a machine. They lost two games to Phoenix, not because of their offense. They shot fifty five percent in games three and four. Right. Phoenix just went crazy. Booker yeah. and KD right. were out of this world to knock them off in those two games. But offensively, they've been clicking. Again, to me, it's, it's not going to come down to Murray and Joe, and Joker. They're going to be great. It's going to come down to Porter, KCP, yeah. Aaron Gordon. Yeah. Bruce Brown, Bruce Brown, if they continue to play like they did against the Lakers, the Lakers are able to manage Murray and Joker as great as they were. But when KCP's going for 20, Aaron Gordon in game four goes for 20-plus, Porter hits four key threes a game. Um, that's yeah. what makes it tough. They are a pretty deep, well-rounded, offensive team. I, 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 the only way Miami wins is they got to yuck this up and they got to make this under 100 points. Because Denver's offense is so efficient, it's awfully tough to stop. Miami's got to slow this pace down. They got to yuck it up a little bit, and they got to keep the games to, like, today. 103-84, those types of games. Because if it goes 105 points plus, Denver, I think Denver, Denver yeah. will be impossible to stop. Yeah, that's going to be, I mean, Miami
1: was, what, the 28th, 29th? Yeah.
0: Although feel, it's different now they've, they've been much more efficient Let me ask you this Let me ask you Just a complete Hypothetical question Would you trade Jalen Brown For Eric Spolstra? Wow
1: That's unfair <laughs> You know Because I, I think nothing knows Jalen Brown Is my favorite player on okay, the. Okay let me roster. ask you Would you trade Tatum for Spolstra no, then? No That 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 If I were to trade Even though Jalen Brown Is my favorite I can at least Acknowledge the fact that Tatum is the better player of the two. Uh, I think I would. Spolstra is. Let's well, just. Well, I mean, if Spolstra was on the Boston Celtics, the Boston Celtics would be in the NBA finals. That's. that's if Spolstra was on this. This Celtics team, they, I, would, they would win the NBA yeah, finals, they, and it wouldn't even we, be really close. It wouldn't be close. Malone is good. Spolstra... is is, is on a different level. Okay,
0: so here's the finals. Ernie says it's going to go 7. Denver will find a way to win in 7. I say because of the 2-3-2 format, it goes at most 6 games. It wouldn't surprise me if Denver wins it in 5, in Miami. But let's just say for the sake of of Miami, uh, Denver will win it at home in 6. We both like Denver, but... I think Miami has proven you can never rule them out. They knocked off the number one Bucks. they knocked off the number two Celtics, and they knocked off the number five Knicks. The first two handily in five. The second one, they won the first three, lost the next three, but found a way to win their third out of four games in Boston. Um, to win it in, in Game 7. So let's break down a little bit. Again, that's Ernie Monty. He is Mr. Celtic. I am Mr. Laker. Let's break down where do we go from here. So let's start with my Lakers. A lot of talk about LeBron. And LeBron is the master of manipulation. Yeah. He used that that post-game to, to say, I have a lot to think about I'm going to retire, I possibly I'm going to retire no. Now, the first thing is He has an MRI scheduled. He probably needs to have surgery on that tendon I That agree. he played with um, But that should be able to be fixed Before the fall So now it becomes, what do the Lakers do From here? They have a ton of free agents Restricted free agents in Rui and, and Austin Reeves The Lakers have said that they will match Any offer for those two Right now D'Angelo Russell is an unrestricted free agent. He really wants to stay in LA. I think that Denver series makes it highly unlikely that D'Angelo Russell is going to stay because he became unplayable. His defensive play was so atrocious that he became almost unplayable in that series. So Mm -hmm. I think D'Angelo is going to go. So, what is LeBron leveraging for? What is he trying to manipulate this situation? lot of speculation it's Kyrie Irving who's at every single game in LA he's at every Laker game in LA I don't think Kyrie's the answer I mean maybe LeBron does because he can take the pressure off of him offensively towards the end but he'll be abused by Jamal Murray defensively Um, I just don't see Kyrie as the answer Fred Van Fleet is another one that's been talked about Ernie said Fred Van Fleet is not any better defensively than Kyrie Irving yeah. at this point in time. I would think Kyrie so Irving. So <laughs> I'm really interested to see, but the Lakers do have some salary cap room because they have that salary space of Russell Westbrook that they can they can try to fill. But I think it's safe to say that as good as LeBron is, his his ability to carry a team is over. Yeah. You know, so he is a great supporting piece. He's not the piece anymore. At 39 years old next year, to expect him to even play 50 games is probably optimistic. So I think the Lakers are going to have to keep their young studs in in uh, Austin Reeves, Rui Hachimura. Obviously, they got to keep AD. But again, you go into a season with the thought of AD and LeBron playing 50 games each. What is their record going to be heading into the playoffs Um, I'm curious to see I hope they don't go Kyrie I'm interested to see if they can formulate a trade I hope they keep Jared Vanderbilt well they already kept him so he's gonna stay but all those other guys that they brought over Mo Bamba Malik Beasley they all proved to be at first they were important pieces but towards the end the only real one that was playing a lot in this Denver series was Rui Hachimura so I think he has to stay So I I am interested to see where the Lakers go from here. There there was even talk about LeBron being traded to the Warriors. There was talk about Kuminga, Jordan Poole, and and Andrew Wiggins for LeBron James. If I'm the Lakers, i take that. I would jump on that in a heartbeat. (laughs) I um, would. Because you get younger. You have that wig presence with Andrew Wiggins. That won't happen. I would do that in a heartbeat. Um, But I'm very curious because the Lakers could go in many different directions. They could try to leverage AD. They could try to leverage LeBron James, depending on what he's trying to do. I I hope they don't go after Kyrie Irving. I really don't. Um, I'm really, really curious to see what the Lakers can end up being next year. Because right now, this current Laker team, I thought, had a chance to, to win the West this year. But after seeing this Denver team and how they're still young. You know, Murray's 26, 27, Porter's 25, Gordon is in his 20s, Joker's still 30. The Lakers are old. I don't see this Laker team as currently composed being able to compete with Denver next year. So I think it's going to be very, very, curious and interesting to see what happens with the Lakers. Now, what about your Celtics? Now, I think that Missoula probably saved his job by taking this to game seven. However... I do not change what my personal thought is last week. They're probably better off upgrading to a different coach because this team is too good not to win one. And with every passing year, the window closes. It does close. Horford gets older, Williams gets unhealthier, Smart gets older, you still have Tatum and Brown, but they've been together for six years now, been in the Eastern Conference Finals or better in at least half of those years. What what do you think? What's going to happen? Is going to keep his job? And if so, do the players change? Or do, do, does he go and the players stay? Which way do you think the Celtics go? If, I, if, if it were me,
1: uh, even though I feel for Mazzoula, Mazzoula would be gone. I think it's up in the air right now as far as whether he stays. If he stays, he's not choosing his, his staff. His staff will be handpicked. I, I'm, I'm looking for your former coach, Vogel, to come in to provide defensive presence. Uh, he's still fighting his bad habits. I think uh, the mistakes that he made, especially during this Miami series, we could even go back to the Atlanta and Philadelphia series. I think there's a, a mindset that he was appeasing the front office by... Uh, changing a little bit in the Miami series which afforded them to uh, maybe reach game seven but the damage had already been done Uh, in last night's game he got lucky in my opinion he saved his last two timeouts to actually allow for the Celtics to win that game to steal that game but he really should should have called a timeout prior to that when they had what did they have? They had a nine point lead. They had with, a 98 88 lead and yeah, then 100 to 91 with, lead. With what? Three Two minutes, minutes left. Yeah, with three minutes to go. And then he let that dwindle away. So I think if once they see all of this, I, I,
0: again, I think he's going to be a good coach. That's what makes it hard, right? Especially if you as a Celtic fan. He's 34. He's raw. He was thrust into this situation. You know, I'm not the type. We're coaches. We're not the type to blame the coach, fire the coach after one year. It's just that this Celtics team is too good to not give them the best opportunity for success. And, And he wasn't. He was the best under the circumstances. Exactly. But he may not be the best person. Because the Celtics have one or two more years in this window yeah. before they gotta max out all these contracts right. with and this existing yeah, team? And, and, yeah, they're gonna. Is and, he the one to get them there in the next year or two? See, I that, just don't think and, so. And that's that's the gamble that they're gonna have to take if they stick with him.
1: Uh, he's gonna have to make leaps and bounds because it's been shown that he could get away with with it during the regular season just based upon you know the roster's talent level. I mean, they'll be you know they'll always be in contention to, you know, have the best record in the East. Well, but when it comes down to games, you know, where, you know, you have this chess match where the opposing coach can look at film, make adjustments, play the game, make in-game adjustments, and he hasn't proven that he
0: can he do can that. do that, yeah. and no, I, I totally get that. So, I mean, so, what I'm hoping, as a Laker fan, is they keep Mozula and instead they trade Jalen Brown to the Lakers for D'Angelo Russell, nah. Mo Bamba, Malik Beasley, <laughs> and a future number one pick. <laughs> one? Really? One <laughs> One
1: Let's change that to uh, let's change that to Malcolm Brogdon.
0: And maybe all <laughs> Malcolm Brogdon to the Lakers for Malik Beasley. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I wouldn't do Malcolm Brogdon. I wouldn't do Malcolm
1: Brogdon for D D'Angelo Russell See stri- gang, you see what's up. happening
0: right here? I am trying to manipulate the situation knowing the alcohol consumption that's yeah. happened by my co-host and try to take yeah. advantage of that. But I mean it's gonna be an interesting year for the Celtics because they have a tremendous amount of talent. All year long, as an objective bystander, I felt that the Celtics were the best team in the NBA. They struggled on the stretch. Something seemed to be missing. And to me, that was more coaching-oriented than anything else. And before I wash my hands and say Tatum doesn't have what it takes or Brown doesn't have what it takes together, to me, I try to find the best possible coach. Now, some of these coaching positions are being filled. Nick Nurse took the Sixer job. Uh, today. Um, and then Adrian Griffin, his assistant in Toronto, takes the, uh, the Milwaukee Buck. Looks like Doc Rivers is the favorite to take the Phoenix Sun job. So it's not like there's a plethora of. There. Some of these people are starting to take jobs. So I'm not sure who would be left for the Celtics. But Monty Williams is a great coach. I think he's a strategy coach, he's a players coach. I think he'd be a perfect fit in Boston, certainly an upgrade over Joe Mazzula. I'm not sure Frank Vogel would be the best head coach, but he is a defensive-minded coach, so he would be a great addition to a staff. I'm not a big Budenholzer fan, so I'm not sure that would be the way to go, but I haven't heard that. So it'd be really interesting, because if you take another young guy, you're taking a chance. To me, you go out and you find an experienced, proven winner. There's a lot of them out there. Um, and I think that's what the Celtics should do to try to maximize this ever-closing window for Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown before they go with super max contracts. Yeah,
1: but and, and that's my feeling. But I'd be I'm leaning towards what you're thinking: that they keep Joe Mazzulla <laughs> keeps his job. They bring a defensive-minded coach. And put Joe's Missoula on a very short lease. If that's the case, do they keep the
0: team intact or do
1: they blow it up? No, they're gonna have they're gonna they're gonna lose Grant Williams. I mean he was very off and on. He wants a huge contract. There's no way the Boston Celtic is going to pay him for his salary demands. But there's going to be one team out there because he has shown that he can play a yeah. uh, decent ball against the likes of like Joker, yeah, Giannis get, and what. So he,
0: but they got Hauser that can fill in, maybe not defensively, but certainly offensively. They'll probably put Hauser. Plus, they got Gallinari who who will probably
1: knock on wood, you know. He'll come back. He'll come year. back. I mean, he's an old Gallinari. Definitely not in his prime. He's on the latter part of his years. Uh, Horford is probably, I mean, really showed his age in this particular series. I, I, I wouldn't expect too much from Horford. I'm really hoping that uh, Time Lord Rob Williams takes it up another notch. Uh, I'm that- starting to wonder though. I mean, his that
0: knee has been just a battle for him, and,
1: and if it does, you might see a you might see a trade, uh, a package trade. Horford and Rob Williams for you know.
0: How about Horford? I mean, how about Rob Williams and Jalen Brown for Anthony Davis?
1: Wow, really? I I, I take a serious hard look at. <laughs> I take. A, you know what? I would
0: take a South serious. Hey, Rob Polinka and the and Brad Stevens. You guys need to hook up with Ernie and Monty because we can get this done. But I don't think I don't think I I, I seriously don't
1: think that. AD will stay in LA. AD is LeBron's future. I think they know that LeBron is up in age, and I think they're going to build around AD. I think with AD, I mean, he's had his injury problems, but hey, I still think that guy's got a good four, at least a good four
0: years. AD? Jason Tatum, Marcus Smart, Derek White, Malcolm no. Brogdon. No,
1: I wouldn't do AD for Jason Tim straight up. No,
0: not no, not no. I'm talking about him being on the same team with Tatum. Oh, oh. So it's Brown and Williams for AD. I would I, I, I take a serious look at that, and
1: but I don't think the Lakers would do it. I really don't because I know well, this Laker would do it because I
0: don't think Brown <laughs> at this
1: stage of his career is he's a good player i
0: don't think he's a true number one on a championship level today that's true i mean he doesn't fit necessarily well rob williams would have to be healthy yeah because he would have to play the role of the defensive ad right but jalen brown would ease the burden on lebron because they play similar positions lebron could play a four he could go down and and start playing the four brown could play the three and then you'd have austin reeves and Rui in there no, um, I, I, let's I, get it done. Let's yeah. get
1: it done, Ernie. I can see the fit. I just don't see that that un- makes them the favorite in the Western. Oh Cup. no, they, it wouldn't. Yeah, but it would make the Celtics the favorite. Yeah, I, I that, like, <laughs> that's that, that's what I said. That would look that would look really really <laughs> nice. But I think the Lakers, what they got to do is they have to
0: not just look at next year. No, I mean I, I think they, at this point in time, with LeBron's <laughs> age. I, I think the only, only if you can get a like a pastel siacum or you can get somebody to come in that you can keep your core intact and add somebody, that's really the only way we're going to be able to realistically win a championship when LeBron is 39 years old. Yeah, because they'll get. They'll get significant cap release once LeBron, you know, decides to. And AD, they—they're both—they yeah. both have two years yeah, left. Yeah, but
1: I—but I—I I don't see AD leaving in the next four years. Okay, so gang, that was
0: a whole lot of NBA talk so far. Ernie, significant depression over the Celtics' inability to win the game seven at home. But I give them credit that they won three straight to almost be the first team in history and only the fourth team to take it to a game seven in a 151 series. So the Celtics need some congratulations for that. My Lakers just went out quickly. So it put me out of my misery early. The Lakers go out in four straight. We both think the Nuggets are gonna win the finals. Ernie thinks it's gonna be a grind, the seven game series. I say it goes six at the latest. I like Joker to be the MVP. Uh, Ernie loves Spolstra more than anyone else in this series. He has just belief in Spolstra, yeah. and it should be. So nothing else really going on in the world of sports. University of Hawaii, nothing really going on. Aloha Stadium, we talked about that last week, the new stadium that's kind of going to be uh, in play now, a private partnership, a private-public partnership. NFL, OTAs, not a whole lot going on. There's just not that much going on. Baseball is still in its infancy. Um, there's no major golfing event. So we're going to wrap it up here. Other than I'm going to turn it back to Ernie for his closing thought, which is probably going to be more about what we've spent 40 minutes talking <laughs> about already. Yeah, my, Ernie, uh, your
1: closing thought. My initial closing thought was going to be what was the best... Better comeback the 2004 Boston Red Sox, or the 2023 Boston Celtics. Obviously, it's the Red Sox because the Celtics just laid an egg today. But I'm I'm gonna switch that uh, to my fallback. Uh, <laughs> to my fallback thought is is basically, <sighs> would it have been better if Boston had lost in four? rather than uh, stretching out to seven. I only say this because after game three, all the attention was on revamping this roster. And Monty has already said that he thinks that by winning the three, he saved his job and maybe some other people saved their jobs. And I think that just masked the true weakness of this team, which it's not the players by roster, this is the most talented team. The coaching staff needs to put their players in the best possible situation to not only execute on the floor, but to adjust on the fly during games where there's adversity. And you, uh, you really didn't see it. They, they, you know, even on the games that they won, only in game five did they truly show you know, what their potential could be. Game six was by luck. That ball bounces a different way. An inch to the left and an inch to the right. Game over, it's done in six. In my opinion, it would, probably would have been better served if the Boston Celtics had lost it for even though I didn't want them to lose it for it. It would have been an embarrassment. But just for you know the betterment of this franchise moving forward, because like Monty said, when they pay max contracts to both Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown is set if, if they pay him the supermarks, 287 million dollars. Jason Tatum, 318 million, you know, a year later that's 600 million dollars
0: tied up into two players. What are you gonna? build around them. Yeah, especially with the rules changing now. It's going to be a little bit tougher to keep players together. So, yeah, I mean, I feel Ernie's pain. And what's 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 so neat about this situation is it's very relevant. I got swept. You went to seven. I think emotionally it was much easier for me after four games. If the Lakers had won three straight and then lost the game seven, I, I think what makes it even worse for Ernie is that it was a game seven at home where I think the world expected uh, the Celtics to win. The pain of losing that game seven, from a fan standpoint, is much greater, I think, than the Lakers losing in four. What Ernie is talking about is not just his emotional state of mind, it's did Joe Mazula do enough to change the narrative? If they get swept, he's gone in the next two days. There's going to be discussion about keeping him now, And and if they do, I think it's a mistake. And I think that's what Ernie is concerned yeah. about. In the short run, long run, he may turn into a Spolstra. But in the short run with this team right now, I think they need a more experienced coach. I think they need Amani Williams or somebody along those lines that has proven to be a winner uh, and has experience to, to get things done. So I feel you. I feel you, Ernie. Yeah. I do feel you. A week ago, we were... We both were like... I felt better. Remember last I, week when you guys I, were listening to Ernie? I felt was Shaking ice. Shaking ice last week.
1: I felt better. When I
0: walked in even the building... We're, even to, though even though we were three zero oh and
1: 3 I felt better than I feel right now. Because now... Because at that point in time, I was able to... Swallow the pill, knowing that you know the necessary changes that needed to be made would be made. Would be
0: made. Now it's like we're stuck in purgatory. Yeah. And and when I walked into the to the house to Ernie's house tonight to record, it was pretty solemn. It was it was quite it was quite sad. I mean, it looked like he had some tears in his eyes. Uh, I wasn't crying. I I was
1: I wasn't crying.
0: It was brutal. I got it. If you're a Celtic fan and some of you are listening because Ernie's such a big Celtic fan, it was a very tough day today. If you're a Heat fan, you have to be completely thrilled. The reverse you probably even more thrilled because last year you're the number one seed. Boston wins a game seven in Miami. You've turned the tables winning as a number eight seed a game seven in Miami. And although you're you are on the verge of being the first team to blow a 3-0 lead, I think the world still understood that the Boston Celtics were the better team. So I don't think anyone was gonna hold it against Miami if Boston would've won. I think they just would've been like, Boston was a better team. They've sleepwalked to the first three games. They turned it on the last four games. That didn't happen. Now we know that Jimmy Butler or the Joker are gonna be a world champion two weeks from now yeah it's probably going to be the joker in my opinion i hope so i actually hope so i mean jimmy butler has been great for a long time and if he were to win and Sposher were to get his third i'd be happy for miami but i think the joker with the two mvps i think he will solidify his place as an all-time great and validate his two mvps and probably should have been three mvps by his performance in this series so we're going to see the better players or the better coach? Yeah, and I would watch which one's gonna win. Yeah, and I would watch
1: this series. I'm, I, I you know, unfortunately, two small market teams. I don't know. If Miami is a small market team, but Denver definitely is. I don't expect it to get the the ratings that uh, you know the NBA wanted to, but. I think this is going to be a very interesting series. It'll be an interesting series. I think the
0: diehard NBA fans like you, I think, are going to watch. But just generally speaking, I don't think there's any question that the ratings for this year's finals between Miami and Denver are going to be 25% lower than Golden State-Boston last year. I think that is extremely likely to happen. But where the NBA did luck out, though, as much as it hurts you, the fact that the Miami-Boston game went seven games... Really helps Because if Boston would have been swept There would have been eight games Eight days of nothing Between the end of the Eastern and Western Conference Finals And the start of the NBA Finals Mm -hmm. Because no matter what The Finals were going to start June 1st Um, I think Boston taking it to seven Did the NBA a favor That the NBA stays top of mind Now there's only two days to get ready for the Finals So I think that'll help But there's no way Boston Golden State is not going to be 25 percent better ratings than Denver Miami. Yeah,
1: yeah, I mean that, that's just give given, based upon you know uh, the popularity of those those two particular teams. Look for Denver though. Look for Denver to have a chip on their shoulder because they've been unappreciated this entire playoffs. I think yeah. that I mean you talk about I think they did you, it themselves by mailing in the last month though. Right, but you talk about uh, the Miami Heat being disrespected. Uh, meet your match in regards to the Denver Nuggets because they've been very much underappreciated as much
0: as much if not more Yeah, I mean, the NBA is not like the NFL. I mean, the NFL, you have the Kansas cities that are dominant. You have small market teams, Green Bay, that win Super Bowls that are big, big, big major draws. NBA is not like that. Major League Baseball is not like that. They rely on their big city names. That's not going to happen this time. Hopefully, people will show up and watch. I'll watch because I have nothing vested in this. I don't care who wins, who loses. I hope Denver wins. But if Miami wins, I'm perfectly fine with that. So I'm going to be emotionally stable no matter what happens <laughs> which is unlike the first 3 rounds where I was a, a mess trying to hope and pray that the Lakers would advance and you too yeah. with the Boston Celtics. So anything else you want to talk about? You know, I'm just
1: I'm too mentally drained to
0: <laughs> I'm super carry proud on. of Ernie. I wasn't sure how this is going to go. He has handled himself really really well and I'm actually excited because to drown his sorrows He's going to make some homemade sausages tonight. He That's promised true. to let me try some. Yeah. We'll let you know how those taste next <laughs> week uh, when we get back on the Sports Rivals. But until next week, guys, check out this Hawaii Sports Radio Network, Kule and Paul in the morning. They do an incredible job. 8 a.m. to 9 a.m. on 760 a.m., 95.1 f.m. Don't forget the Hawaii Sports Radio Network is your choice for California, Los Angeles, Angels baseball. If you wanna see Mike Trout and especially Shohei Otani, there's nowhere else you can see it other than the Hawaii Sports Radio Network. They carry Clipper basketball, USC football, Cowboy football, although all those are not right now. Right now, Kule and uh, uh, Alan and Paul, 8 a.m. to 9 a.m., Hawaii Sports Radio Network weekday mornings on 760 a.m. 95.1 FM. Until next week, for Ernie and the Boston Celtics, I'm Monty and the Los Angeles Lakers, and the sports rivals are out. for joining us on the sports rivals podcast check us out on social media at sports rivals podcasts on instagram and at sports rivals pod on twitter where you can share topics you'd like to hear